you know, it, it's no secret. JV, which is short for junior varsity, to me, in my opinion, and I don't want to offend anybody, but JV is the dumping ground of any high school program. Why? Because the kids that play JV are too old to play freshmen, right? And there may not be or they may not be as skilled enough to play on the varsity level. And in years of in years of past, I've seen that that nugget that some kids play really pushes them to excel. I've seen some JV teams that could really give the varsity team some money or run for their money. Right. But maybe the coach didn't feel that they were good enough to be on varsity. So, uh, you know, I've got the same group of guys with some additions juniors on the JV team and you know like last year the class of 2025 started off rough even in practice our first scrimmage against the freshman team was not good uh Houston Texas you already know what time it is it's your boy JR and this is the what's next podcast a creative story walk with me Cyber Monday tomorrow, that's the 28th. Thanksgiving was good. I hope your families are good. Rest in peace to everybody. We're going to get into it. Listen, I do what I do for myself to prove that I can do for others. Let's go. Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Welcome back to episode 137 of the What's Next podcast, a production of Steel Visionary Inc. That's W-H-A-T-S. There's no apostrophe between that T and that S. N-E-X-T exclamation question mark. The What's Next podcast, a production of Steel Visionary Inc. Um, this episode is entitled Year 8. And if you've been following the journey, this is where I come on the podcast and I basically talk about where I spend the other 20, no, it's 24 hours in a day. So I would say the other 16 hours of my life, right, is spent um, in the educational system. So if you've been following this journey, this is episode 137. I did year seven, year seven, two, and year seven, eight will, I mean, year eight, two will conclude the eighth year that I've been in education, my man hit me and he said, he said, bro, he said, bro, hold on, let me get this AC right quick because I want to make sure that I'm, 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 I'm sounding crispy. My man hit me and he said, bro, if you value what you're doing to bring bread to your family, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm going to add a little theatrics to it. If you value what you're doing to bring bread to your family, you might want to separate personal from professional. I'll say it. I said, word. That's a that's a great bit of advice. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you for looking out for me. And then I started thinking in my mind when I was kind of putting this episode together, I was thinking to myself, well, how do you separate the two when so much of what you do professionally leaks into what you do creatively you understand what i'm saying like i'm not who i am today without those eight years 
in my professional setting, eight to nine years in my professional setting. I'm not who I am today without that. That makes me, that defines me. That's who I am to the core. So how do you separate the two when one makes the other, right? Um, so that was on my mind. I was thinking about that coming into this episode because the last time I tried to surmise how my year went, it wasn't received too well by, um, it wasn't received too well. I don't want to be specific, but it wasn't received too well. And so I'm here to kind of like talk about year eight, right? Um, but not, but leave certain details out, right? And so in doing that, I didn't know where I wanted to start it, but I will say this, I will start with this. Shout out to the Houston Astros for winning our winning our second World Series. And I think they say six years, maybe four years. We won in 2017. So six years, right? Uh, that's why I have the hat on today to celebrate my city. And I'm going to tell you this, man. You know, we as society, we don't like a loser, right? And I was watching the game. I was watching the games, the games from the from the crib because to get tickets to the World Series was insane. I was watching the game from the from the crib and I was like thinking to myself, I was like, wow. You know, in 2005, when I was in Orlando with Josh and Joanna and Dominique and, and David and Eric and and all my people from Orlando at the time. And we were playing the White Sox in the World Series and we had Roger Clemens as our ace. Boy, and we were a National League team. Boy, the love that we received in was not, Jeezy was out at the time. Well, he was just dropping. He was in the city with Bun. The love we were receiving at the time wasn't like it is now. And I can attribute that to, to people not liking a loser. You got to win. You have to win for people to celebrate you, for people to talk about you, for people for you to be in people's conversations. You have to win. So shout out to the Houston Astros who won the second World Series this past, I want to say October, right? But this is where I wanted to start this episode off because there were so many points I wanted to start at, but this is where I want to start it off at, right here. Pardon me. Hold on, pardon me. Hold on, wait a minute. Never, you did in your face that you were focused and you were angry about coming out, <laughs> but, but you sat down for a second and you took a deep breath and it was like it was over. And you were back locked in, ready for your moment to get back into the game. Have to be. Same way with life. Yeah. What do you think that people should take from um, this episode today? No matter what life throws at you, focus, concentrate, and pay attention and just make the most of it. Right. What did you, who, who taught you that? Mm. My dad, most definitely. Yeah. I get mm. the sense that your father, um, who I came to know very well did. Listen, man, I want to say rest in peace to Nigel Monroe Hayward. I want to say rest in peace to Nigel Monroe Hayward. Um, yeah, man, you know, uh, life is short. It's it's extremely short, you know, and, 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 you know, if I'm being transparent. I had a kid in 2019. His name was John Ross Dyke, the second he was born May the 20th, 2019 at 2.09 p.m. I remember the day like it was like it was yesterday. He passed June the 25th, 2019. And I wasn't prepared for it. I was just like, wow, 
I really can't. I, I didn't know what to do. Didn't know how to. I didn't know how to feel about it. I didn't know how to. I still don't know how to artistically put it down on paper. I just don't know how to do it. I can't conceive it, right? And and what it what it brought me was you know some turmoil after, right? Of course, obviously you're dealing with death, but most importantly, what it brought me was. I just was kind of confused as to, yo, what happens next? What's next? And so in in artistic fashion, I put everything into the craft. I put everything in it. I put everything in it. And um, in 2022, my daughter was born. And that is when I started my, the, my mortality became a question. When I heard, you know, I put in a poem years ago, I said, I remember your first steps. And before that, when the crown of your head popped out and you took your first breath as your body emerged, I waited for the most important piece. Right. Because I had elected to be traditional and wanted to wait to find out that if you needed to pee, would you take a stand to have a seat? You cried to sign a strong lungs. When my daughter cried January the 7th. I was like, wow, I want to be here to make it for like I said in episode 135, I want to be here to make it for. I want to be here to see her. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so how I'll kind of close that rest in peace to you, Nige, is that life is short, man. And this song came to mind, man. The world can be colder than ice, so stay prayerful. Chase the wrong thing, so let your price so careful. Focus on your heart, not material things. All these IG dreams and some of these suckers will sell you. No fear, cause the gods will deny you. know what's in your soul, let the fakes pretend. Then move past confusion and conclusion. Your heart is your company. Mary Inc. and creative the What's Next podcast. Dropping every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Hey, man, wake up this Sunday, man. Right now I'm playing Christina Denae. I'm playing her record good. Live your life off of the these days, life, love, and lessons, man. I'll talk about that in a second. Houston, Texas. You got to tune in Tuesday to see the episode. Listen to the record. Live your life with no regrets. Live your life with no regrets. Mm, verse two. Have you ever paused and took a moment just to celebrate how far you've come? Everything is not about perfection. Cause every step you took brought you this far So keep believing and keep hoping Don't focus on your failures, you were made to win Life can be so unpredictable Sometimes you never know And because of it, your mind is well Go for it, enjoy it Live your life with no regrets Go for it, enjoy it, live your life with no regrets, something beautiful waiting for you. Remember, mm. just follow your dreams, take every moment out, just believe it. Go for it, go for it, 
Dyke the First, founder of Still Visionary Inc. and creator of the What's Next podcast, dropping every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, Houston, Texas, I had to play that record, one, because I forgot to play that record in episode 136 with Christina Dene. And before I move on into my little tribute to Nigel, I, um, I neglected to play that record and I also neglected to say I do what I do for myself to prove that I could do it for others, man. And that just is, you know, self-explanatory. Anything that I do for myself, I feel like I can do for others. Right. So. um, Dare I say it. Christina Dene, who was the guest on episode 136 of my podcast, where we broke down her debut album. Joe Budden always says on his podcast when they talk about music, specifically music, he always says a new a new artist has their entire life to make their first project. And when I listened to this project, when I got it back in 2019, I thought about that statement because that statement was very valid in me listening to this project. I felt like I had heard her whole life's work in this one project. So I dare say it to you. Christina Dene is an artist in Houston, Texas. She's independent. She wrote and co-produced an album entitled These Days, Life, Love and Lessons, right? Dare I say in the last five years in Houston, Texas, on the independent scene, it is the best workout and you should do yourself a favor and go check it out. It's nine tracks, right? That track I just played good. Live Your Life is on the second track on the album. Right. And so I think that you should listen to the album one. But I played that record because I missed it in that episode. And when I went back to listen to the episode and I was, you know, DM and her talking about the episode. I was like, yo, this, 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 right? I said, damn, I forgot to play good. Play the record for my kids. And I'm playing the record for you. And she opted for me to just do the visual. I mean, the vocal, the audio part. And so I, I just did what she wished that I do, right? So uh, this is 137, right? 51 episodes ago. Episode 86, My Reality, featuring Nigel Hayward Monroe, dropped, right? And the hook of that song says, live your life with no regrets. Um, Nigel graduated in 2017. You know, you tend to watch your students or students that you're associated with over the years. See what they got going, right? Part of me, part of that is, man... Are they gonna are they gonna be making more money than I'm making in the future? A part of that is that. Right? The other part is, man, let me, you know, we don't, you know, when we say 
holler at me when you need me. I don't think people really, really, really understand that statement could hold some weight if a kid really finds what you do to be intriguing, right? So Nige hits me and he's like, yo, uh, coach, I'd like to be on your podcast. And this is when I realized the whole aspect of live your life with no regrets when it comes to Nigel. You know, my initial thought process, I was married to the idea of like this podcast is specifically catered to at the time artists, which I had to change to creatives. This podcast is specifically catered, tailored to artists creatives right that was false on my thinking and my you know putting together this podcast it was false so i'm probing nigel i'm like yo man you know so so what what you got going this and this and that what you got going because for me i think that if we if we're in a lane of creativity then the then the conversation just flows i try to stay astray away from the word interview because at the end of the day like I told Chris in episode 113, I could care less about you as the person. And that's no disrespect. I'm not here trying to get to know people like, yo, I want to be your best friend. I want to call you sometime. No, I want to know what it is that's got you up at night. What are you thinking about doing? So I asked Nigel that question. I said, yo, man, what you got going? Of course, Nigel being so calculated, he, he, he fed me something. I was like, sure, we could podcast. We didn't do that podcast till about three o'clock in the morning. If you have a second, go back and check out episode 86 of my podcast. We ended up starting that podcast at three o'clock in the morning. In between the time that we first got to the white room, shout out to my man three and starting that podcast. Me and Nigel had rode across the city to get some things. I had to take some of the kids. I had to do all of this. So we rode together in that time period. He had probed me like, so, yo, so what kind of, what kind of questions you going to ask? You know, I was like, you know, man, I, 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 you know, when people ask me that question when they come on the podcast, it's not that I don't want to give them that that information. It's that I want the conversation to flow. I don't want it to be scripted. It would it would come off like that a little bit because I realized that Nigel was looking to create an opportunity for himself. Can you be mad at that? Can you be mad at that? A lot of times people try to wait for the opportunity to come to them like, yo, hold me down with this. Hold me down. I got you in the end. But when you when you, you got to give it to somebody who is hungry and it's like, listen, I see somewhere where I should be. I'm going to go and holler at them and see if I can get into what they're doing. He's probing me. I give him everything. So, you know, if you look at the episode, when I ask him a question, he pauses to kind of collect himself. To say the right thing Because Once it's recorded And it's out on the internet That's it And that, I, th- you know, I think that's a part of His degree plan That he was studying Broadcasting Broadcast um, Communication And broadcasting journalism Whatever it is Like That's live Right So I guess they train you But eventually You get to a point where Listen This one thing I'm gonna say Could make or break my career This one thing I could say will be itched in stone and whatever I got going on. So if I don't sound like I know what I'm saying from the jump, they could get me out of here. You know, I listened to that episode after, right? And I was just like, wow. Nigel really, I'm not going to say he didn't have anything going, but I'm going to say that 
He really just needed or wanted the opportunity. And no matter what it was, he was going to be prepared for that opportunity. Right. And on the other side of that, that episode is the most viewed episode I've ever had. Because not only was he prepared to do what he had to do professionally, he also got on social media and said, yo, check me out. I'm going to be on this podcast, this such and such and such and such. And when I was looking at my, my phone, my phone was ringing off the hook that day. I'm at work like, yo, who is hitting me like this? My phone never rings like that. I started to think, am I in trouble? What's going on? Like, my phone was ringing on and on and on and on. And to this day, that is the most streamed episode that I had, man. So, you know, rest in peace to Nigel Monroe Hayward, man. You know, a Virgo, a Virgo who saw his 23rd birthday and, and, and passed tragically um, November the 15th, 2022. I went to his funeral yesterday. I saw his kids, not kids, rather. I saw his classmates talking to one who I thought would make a great host on a podcast, thought that she had that going. And we had a conversation and, and I simply just said, yo, listen, live your life with no regrets. You got to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. If you don't start how do you know that you're going to ever be successful if you don't start? If you don't start, how do you know that you're not, you're not going to be successful? Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a tribute to Nigel Monroe Hayward. Rest in peace, my boy. God makes no mistakes. I hate that it was you. God bless you. Rest in peace. And I pray for your family, man. Peace and blessings. You've got so many reasons you can smile about I bet you think I don't understand But I live this life just you You could have easily gave up But you held a little longer And chose to find the strength within Life can be so unpredictable Sometimes you never know And because of that you, you might as well Go for it Come on Enjoy it Okay Live your life for no reason Go for it Enjoy it Live your life with no regrets Something's beautiful waiting for you Hey, Facebook Live, check me out Tuesday The 29th at 6pm Central Standard Time Stillvisionary.com Let's go Everything's not about perfection You this far Keep believing Shout out to Christina Janae. These days, life, love, and lessons. EP in your phones right now. Let's go get it. Sometimes you never know. And because of that, you might as well. Come on, man. Best EP in the last five years, man. You got to listen to it to find out, man. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Live your life with no regrets Something's beautiful waiting for you Remember, just follow your dreams And you make every moment count And just keep believing Go for it, go for it Enjoy it, enjoy it Enjoy it.
So this life thing, right, man, I was thinking the other day in, in preparation for this episode, I was thinking, how do I connect everything that I got going on? And in lieu of what was going on, you know, being at the funeral and, and just thinking about, you know, people passing, take off, um, Nigel, just thinking about the people that had passed at the time. I said, man, you know, life is like a seller's disclosure. You know, I was thinking about the real estate thing. I was just, you know, reading some of the magazines that come to my door. And there was a magazine, a specific issue, maybe about a couple of months ago that had seller's disclosure right on the list of it. And I said, man, you know, as unexpected as things happen, life, this life that we have is is like a seller's disclosure. And what do I mean by that? Right. You know, we live in a time period now where information is easily accessible. Right. So. If somebody ever says something that you don't know, you could really you could run quickly to Google and kind of Google it just so that you're well versed in what they're talking about, even if the conversation is ended. So you can play stupid while they're talking, but then you can go back and research and be like, oh, that's what they talked about. So for those of you that don't know what a seller's disclosure is, well, that is a, a section of a contract. And in, in this case, the contract would be if I'm thinking right now on the residential side, it would be the one to four. Uh, contract, wonderful resale contract where the seller is going to put any piece of information that might be, you know, vital to the to the buyer's decision in 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 buying the house or investing in whatever piece of property that that seller is selling. Right. So in that seller's disclosure, you 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 list everything that you 
that comes to mind that the seller, that the buyer might need to know everything. Right. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, as short as life is, life is like a seller's disclosure because that section two is a short section. You get like four lines to kind of describe everything in detail that might occur in this 15 to 3000 square foot property that you're getting ready to sell. Right. I was thinking if the seller and the buyer and this respective in this respective example are the Lord and you and me. Right. Then the seller, the Lord has given us a section and written everything that we need to know. Right. Everything that he thinks we might need to know. Right. But there's no guarantee that everything that we're reading, I don't know, how do I want to word it? Basically, some unexpected things occur, i.e. maybe passing away before your time. People like to say that the Lord knew what time to take you. But sometimes as the, on the other side of things, we like to say, no, nah, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. And, you know, this is kind of just coming back full circle as I, as I think about year eight, because in year eight, right. In year seven, I said that there was something missing. And I camouflaged it as me not coaching volleyball. But the truth was that the thing that was missing was that I knew that in the recesses of my mind that I was getting ready to be a father. And that would be the last time that. I wasn't accountable for anybody outside of myself and my wife. Right. So going into year eight, right in the middle of year seven, I had a daughter. And by the time the year eight started, my daughter would be. Year eight started in August. It's November, 10 months. August is eight. That is two. So my daughter would be nine Eight months old. So at the start of year eight, I would be a father to an eight month year old daughter, a girl dad. And understanding that I was a girl dad and now knowing that I was going back into volleyball, which I left in year seven, my coaching style had to differ. It had to be different. And I realized that, you know. And dealing with female athletes is just it's a tough thing. But now as a girl dad, I get more of an interest. I get more of a kind of like a, a blueprint as to what I need to prepare my daughter for when her time comes to be athletic. You know, what I mean, so um, same thing in, in, in year eight, I will be teaching algebra, which will make four years this year that I taught algebra and four years that I taught algebra too, Right. But going into it. Year eight, I would now be the parent that was dropping their child off to some form of daycare. I would be the parent that had to wake up a little earlier, right? I was thinking to myself this past summer and, you know, and, you know, in the earlier months of my daughter's life, I was like, man, this house will never be as quiet as it once was. This time last year, this house will never be that quiet again. Now, when I leave the house, like I was saying in previous episodes, when I leave the house, I can't just freely just ah, I'm going to take a longer drive to get home to debrief. Nah. After volleyball practice, I'm racing to grab my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Year eight, man, um, would be the last year that I 
you know, that I'm not leaving the school without a purpose. Purpose is now I got to get home. Got to care for the daughter. Got to give my wife a break. Got to tag in and be the parent that takes care of my daughter. Right. And so year year eight, man, it's it's become something more than just education. It's become real life. Parenting. Learning another individual, being responsible for another individual, understanding that now I got to be delicate in the way I say things to especially the female athletes at work, because if a male coach or a coach yells at my daughter, how will I react? Mm. In this life, right? There are no blueprints. You know what I mean? There are no blueprints. You take from other people's experiences, but, you know, creativity comes from experiences. And now everything that I do creatively has something to do with Harper. I guess that was the real reason why, you know, struggling the podcast, it was, you know, it's just like, man, when am I going to do it? And every time that I plan to do a podcast, I put my daughter to sleep and shh, I'm done. Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it the next day. I'll do it the next day. And that is what my life has become. You know, I can only talk about my life. I can only talk about what I experience. I can only talk about this life of mine. And now this life of mine has become more challenging. Because as my daughter grows... You know what I'm saying? Letting go of some of the things in education, coaching being one of them. Year eight is the start of a new life for me, a new life. You know what I mean? So um, I'm thrown into volleyball again. We put out a notice and it says, anybody interested in playing? And that's exactly what came out, you know, anybody, I would like to, I would like to try. That is exactly what came out. I would like to try. And you, you realize that in, in trying something new, there's no sort of experience that you have. So you're really coaching from the ground up. Right. And we would battle, we would battle, we would battle. Now the volleyball season's over, but we would battle, we would battle, we would battle come up short and it was difficult to find the words to say because you want to just be super mad but on the other end of things these young ladies with no experience are not allowing that no experience to deter their commitment level you know what i mean like it's it's miraculous to see you getting killed in competition and the next day you get all the numbers and still your program is still growing. Right. So year eight would start off with me back in the in the lovely sport of volleyball. New personnel around. Right. It would start with a lovely, lovely sport of volleyball. Right. And and we would not go over. I think that is the most important thing. We did not go over. And what I mean by over is we didn't go oh for whatever. We won one game, which is always a blessing. Always a blessing to win a game, right? Now I'm in the basketball season, year eight. Now I'm in the basketball season, and the largest task in hand is to repeat the success that you had last year. 
different level of talent. Kids are these these males that are playing basketball. Their bodies have changed. They've gotten stronger, taller, more physical. And that is the message I carried to my JV team. Like, listen, man, you come back and, you know, it, it's no secret. JV, which is short for junior varsity, to me, in my opinion, and I don't want to offend anybody, but JV is the dumping ground of any high school program. Why? Because the kids that play JV are too old to play freshmen, right? And there may not be or they may not be as skilled enough to play on the varsity level. And in years of in years of past, I've seen that that nugget that some kids play really pushes them to excel. I've seen some JV teams that could really give the varsity team some money or run for their money. Right. But maybe the coach didn't feel that they were good enough to be on varsity. So, uh, you know, I've got the same group of guys with some additions juniors on the JV team and you know like last year the class of 2025 started off rough even in practice our first scrimmage against the freshman team was not good which would be telling because when people told me when when my staff told me yo this new incoming class might be nice I was like nah I gotta see it nah I don't buy it boy was I wrong so now We've got to take each game as it's our last. One game at a time and figure out what we can do in the game to win. Because the goal is the same. District or nothing, right? Listen, man, year eight, man, Nas dropped. Nas dropped his 16th LP entitled King's Disease 3, which was the conclusion to the trilogy of King's Disease 17 tracks and one of my favorite records on that song is recession proof wow Nas just keeps getting better and better better and better better and better recession proof first time um michael and quincy legit get a reporter thun reminisce serious interlude listen 17 tracks man it's just do yourself a favor check it out man do yourself a favor and check it out i'm grateful for the opportunity to be here um to be living still to be able to wake up and say thank you lord for another opportunity rest in peace to my brother harry alford rest in peace to him rest in peace to nigel because guess what some people ain't make it to the fourth quarter some people ain't make it to the third quarter. Some people ain't make it to the holidays. Be blessed out there, man. It is dangerous out there. Be blessed. Um, Houston, Texas. You already know what time it is. I do what I do for myself to prove that I can do it for others. It's your boy, JR. Episode 137, year eight. Make sure you stream that Christina Denae album, These Days, Life, Love, and Lessons. When episode 30, 138 drops, I don't know, but I will be back shortly. Houston, Texas, I love you. Thank you for tuning in. And this was my first live stream. Peace and blessings. Salute my dude
get too long Your breath on private party You gon' be nice and naughty These walls on priceless Audi This the upper crust, fuck us up Visionary Inc. and creative the What's Next podcast dropping every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time.